0: Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Verbal Value: Journey to Conscious Season Two, two thousand and nineteen, which is Verbal Value: Its Affliction, a survivor's journey to consciousness. So, I will tell you, this is um, absolutely impromptu. Um, it's two oh eight in the AM and um, uh, I went to bed early last night, around seven something because I literally was exhausted because after I podcasted last night, um, the Lord wanted to chat all night and I was tired, (laughs) but of course I had to work. So I got up. my alarm goes off faithfully. Monday through Friday, 29 a.m. Because it's 6.30, I watch Bishop Jake's Monday through Friday in the mornings. So I start my day with my mantra. I watch Bishop, and at 7 a.m. I start work. Well, at around 12.46 in the a.m., um, I felt something tickling my face. Literally, and I thought, you know, yeah, I guess in my mind, I'm like, cut it out and felt tickling my face again. So I literally got up out of the bed, and looked at the bed, it's like, is there something crawling me, And I knew it wasn't like a bug, it was a different feeling. It was like literally like a light feather touching my face. And I realized that, okay, the Lord wants to talk. <laughs> I'm up. And so it was letting me know that uh, in my podcast last night, Uh, I mentioned to you about the woman with an issue of blood. So I guess that I was not very clear. And so clarity is imperative. Um, Being that the Lord said that in this year, your belief systems will be tested. So a lot of times for for years we have been I guess, taught to believe um, stories, uh, and mainly stories in the Bible. And we were taught that these are true stories. Well, there comes a time, and there more than likely will come a time where you will be uh, approached by something or someone that will um, pretty much... It just it, how, however it comes, that will test your belief system about what has been written and could present it to you in a manner to say, well, this isn't true. Well, here's something for you. It's really about your story. So there is, I believe, 66 books in the Bible. So I would consider, and I told you this yesterday, I will be speaking out of the book of Vanna. True life stories, okay? You can dispute whatever you want to, but the truth is the truth, okay? So I'm a real life person. This is real time. The stories are old, but they're all true. So I think that the, the point that the Lord wants you to get, that you need to start examining your own life, and what has he done for you? What is your story? So again, I told you about the woman with an issue of blood, and I've said this to many people thousands of times, that, well, hey, I was a woman with an issue of blood. I never knew, you know, come to this, but it's still nevertheless a true story. So in her story, you know, she she was the one with the issue of blood, and I believe she was considered unclean, okay? I don't know what her problem was. See, there's a lot of things that are left out of that story, so you can have a clear understanding of her true health condition. But whatever it is, it was pretty bad, and she spent up a whole lot of coins to no avail, okay? But she heard about Jesus, and she said if she could but just touch the hem of his garment. She knew that touch would make her whole. She did touch the hem of his garment and Jesus said, hey, who touched me? And as it turns out, he said, go thy way, your faith has made you whole. So it wasn't really so much in in the touch, really. It was her faith so says Jesus in the story. So what I'm telling you is, as a true story and as my story, yes, I was a woman with an issue of blood, terrible, bad cramps, okay, horrible menstrual cycles. Every single month and for years, I literally, as I told you, I wanted to blow my brains out. And I self-medicated for a long time because there was no medicine that was strong enough. So I drank and Really, my best friend was weed and alcohol. Those two things worked very well for me. Um, Until about 2012, I got scheduled for a hysterectomy. And before that, I had cervical cancer, but I did uh, had a cryosurgery for that. And the Lord blessed me that I was healed, okay? But it didn't take away the pain of, you know, my menstrual cycle just, I still had pain, but it got rid of the cancer, but I still had pain. So in 2012, um, I was scheduled for a hysterectomy. And as I told you, um, a friend of mine came in town and, you know, we celebrated for his birthday, which is February the 18th, and we partied. And so when I showed up to the hospital, knowing full well there was probably going to be an issue. I just went anyway, I guess, in faith, literally. And the doctor came back and said, you know, they, they do the testing on uh, test your blood. And he came back and he, I mean, it's loud. Now my sister and my older sister and my mom, you know, they were in the, the you know, the reception area. And oh my goodness. The doctor was so loud. He came back and said, she has cocaine in her system. And truthfully, I wasn't embarrassed. My only thought was truthfully that, oh, my God, I hope my mother doesn't hear that. You know, my, my mother, I rest her souls. A woman for years, talking about a virtuous woman of God, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, all of that. And I said, oh, my God, that was my only thought that I did not want my mother to hear. Um, because I had great respect, and I was, yeah, I was grown, but I, I respect my parents, you know, when you're raised and taught the way that I was raised and taught, yeah, you have respect, you know, I told you today, my parents didn't play honey. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Holy Life, that's what they were on, that's what they were about, and really, that's how they lived, okay, so anywho, um, after he made the announcement, ever so loud, that I had cocaine in my system, he looked at me, and this is uh, part of I guess why the Lord woke me up because I didn't tell this part of the story, but when when the doctor looked at me, he looked at me literally like he was disappointed um truthfully, I didn't care about that either, but I cared when the when he told me that he shouldn't do this surgery because it's elective, and basically his thought was if you don't care about it, then I'm pretty sure there's somebody else who could have this surgery, and so. Immediately, then I had to touch my daddy. I had to touch the Lord, and I, and I said, Lord, please. Seriously, Lord, please. Not out loud, in my spirit. Though I was unclean, though I had cocaine in my system, bloodstream filthy, I needed to touch my daddy. So you ask, what's in a touch? Had I not been able to touch my daddy? he may not have touched the doctor, because I'm telling you, that doctor did not want to do the surgery. He looked at me in just disappointment and really, quite frankly, disgust. (laughs) And I get that. Now, truthfully, I get it now. But what I'm saying is, the woman with initial blood in the Bible, she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. I had to go directly to the source and, Lord, please. And it touched my daddy. And he in turn had to touch the doctor. And that literally is the only reason why he did the surgery. And I know that it was only because of the Lord that I was able to have that surgery. I almost destroyed the one chance to have a pain that I had suffered with it was 40 years, almost blew it, literally, with blow. Seriously, almost blew it with cocaine and partying with a friend. I needed that touch. So you want to ask, what's in a touch? Look in your life. Look at your story. Look in your life and ask yourself, where is the touch? There is a touch. The Lord wants you to start looking at your life because at the end of the day, there may be thousands of people who don't believe the Bible to be the truth. And there may be a good reason for that. Perhaps there's some historical proof that says that everything in there is not the truth. But the point is, God is absolutely real. Do you understand? His spirit is alive and well, I promise you. I'm up. OK, because he wanted to talk and he said, I need you to get up and tell them all of it. I didn't realize. So this is very important to the Lord. OK, it's very, very important because at the end of the day, we are the light and the people can't see God in your life what reason would they have to believe? It, it is to a certain degree hard to believe something that somebody said that you have really, you don't really have proof of. You can say you believe it. A belief in something doesn't necessarily make it the truth. But how about this? There should be enough of God in your life. You are the truth. The fact that you're still alive, that's truth in itself, that the Lord woke you up yet another day. So I'm telling you, you need to start examining your life and start digging for your truth. Because at the end of the day, you should just be another book of the Bible. Um, It's not just be inspired, it's a true story of what the Lord has done for you in your life. You have thousands and thousands of stories you just don't realize. These are true stories of your relationship with the Lord and or the lack thereof. But yet and still, you have to know that nobody has done anything that's happened in your life but God. OK, I know we, we speak sometimes We say, oh, something said. And you blame it on the something said that kept you out of that car accident because you say something said go home a different way and you missed a 10 car pileup. That wasn't something that was the Lord. Okay, that's that spirit guide. Everyone has it. You're just not tuned into it to know that it wasn't something said. Baby, that's the Lord. And if you can get tapped in and tuned in, that's your guidance system right there. Your GPS, that God-proven system. And it does work. You need to stop saying something says. You know, because really you, you, you're undercutting the Lord. That's, that's not cool. Okay, I'm just saying. Recognize where your power comes from. Everything, we only are because God is. We need to understand that. The only reason why we live and breathe is because he allows us to. That is a gift that many of us, including myself at times, have taken for granted. So I am so grateful for life. And I speak at every chance that I get grateful when you look around and look at how many of your friends and family did not make it. No matter what's going on in your life, you are still here. So when you say that I've been to hell and back, that's what you call a survivor. The blessing is is when you can learn to say, yes, it was good for me that I was afflicted and go back and tell why. Let's not just talk about the affliction. How did it make you better? It's not to kill you. That which doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. That's the intent. And you have to give props where props are due. It is not you. It is nobody but the Lord. That's what you need to understand. And I'm going to tell you again, your belief systems will be tested. You have to know that you know that you know who God is for yourself. See, I don't care what you show me. I don't care what kind of historical proof you come up with. At the end of the day, I know who I am and I know whose I am. God is absolutely real. Trust and believe. He's absolutely real, because if he wasn't, I'd still be asleep, probably permanently. However, glory be to God that I, I'm woke. Yes, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm woke. You know what I'm saying? So I'm never too tired, because he said, well, do you? how much sleep do you want? I can give you plenty. No, thank you, I can get up. <laughs> and so anyways, Learn to examine your life. I know we get so enthralled in somebody else's story. The Lord wants you to start examining your life. Somewhere in your life is a story that's in the Bible. You are living, walking, talking proof. Or you've seen it somewhere in your life. Not just that you read it. Okay. So this is just one of more to come. Okay. But the purpose is to be able to walk it out. And know that it it doesn't matter if that story was true or not true, okay? He wants you to look at your own life. And what has he done for you? What is going on in your life that you can take your story and help somebody else? Maybe that touch is real. So why don't you, in your life, literally look for that touch? Because I'm telling you. And if I had to title this anything other than I'm woke, is there is a touch. So if you can find the touch, it's very significant, okay? Start coming through your life and recalling. That's basically what he's saying. He wants you to look at your own life and what he has done for you. I'm telling you, a relationship. It's so imperative, it's not even funny. Though I was unclean, we we serve a a good God. I was unclean, blood system, filthy, okay? However the Lord saw fit, I was able to touch the Lord, and he in turn touched the doctor. It's all in a touch, and there is a touch. Listen, I love you. I am getting ready to... Go get back in the bed. And I believe on faith that I'm going to go fastly to sleep because, and my alarm is set for even earlier today, for 5 a.m. So I have uh, about two and a half hours. Okay, we can do this. All right, seriously, I love you. I just needed to get up and tell you that, um, I should be back later for um, Romans 14, verse 2. All right. God bless you.